shall not fuck with Detroit me Never owned a Coogee Ford truck or a pair of them Gator Maurice Please hold your applause for these parables and stories Give all praise to Allah, to God be the glory my papa raised me like I'm a dog with rabies Playing the hard to hard in a drop Mercedes Riding with the chopper daily Pupils dilated like I'm side a baby Nozzle on that gun larger than the one on that Gaga ladies Play with my time like I'm a playful dime My arm comes out the car, my window down Like I'm trying to borrow some Grey Poupon First these bitches love it, then they hate it Then they hate to love it I'm straight with publishing, I don't care if the radio station's stubborn Y'all haters busters, I'm David Ruffin It'll take me nothing to put your life on a dollar menu right there by the Egg McMuffin While these boys order shots Snorting rocks and important thoughts I'm floating with 40 knots to the bag Like I'm a border cop Any artist in hip-hop Fuck with nickel stock Sure to drop Especially if he Russell Wilson Good guy, sort of pop You sure to die Paul Bearers bring flowers He's mortified Me and Porter got the same stand power That hoarders got Whoever's Superman I got kryptonite in these hands But I'd rather Superman Leave you liquefied with these cans I don't care if you rap niggas It's trending topic Your shit is garbage you couldn't make a classic out of that trash if you had Brenda drop it You at the rental car spot enterprise while I'm enterprising I don't cop my whips without copping rims and a body kit and my tennis darkened Closest I'ma probably get to window shopping What up everybody, what up, what up, what up Welcome back, welcome, welcome to the podcast I am your gracious host Mitchell Brown, thank y'all for being here, thank y'all for joining us today So glad that y'all could listen to this podcast um shout out to royce royce be killing shit royce royce be <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> that's how much royce be killing shit almost killed me royce be you couldn't get a classic out of that trash if brenda dropped it stop playing um a couple things that i want to address before we get into the shits. One of the things that I want to address, um, I had a conversation with one of my really good friends last week, and uh, I made some comments on the pod, and and uh, he he took some time out to educate me, and uh, I got to walk back one of my takes. One of my takes need to be walked back, and, and that's the... Um, uh, that's, that's the Nas album of the year. I really like this Nas album. I like this Nas album more than, uh, the last album with Hit Boy. Um, it's not the album of the year. It could be second. Uh, I'll even, I'll even let it be third to you guys that love the J. Cole album so much. Um, but I had completely forgotten that Tyler, the creator, dropped an album this year. And that Tyler album is uh, really good. Tyler is really good. Tyler is... <sighs> Tyler's special. Tyler's special. I did not... I, I Again, I did not remember this album coming out in 2021 and boy was i wrong so shout out my nigga pot you got a right pot uh i'm not gonna say your real name because you work for the government um but shout out my homie pot aka dj jackpot um shout out to uh the good brothers at scissorhands barbershop Sh- shout out to y'all some preliminary talks of us getting together I hear some niggas in there that uh that just want to be wrong on my podcast. They just want to be wrong. And I'll give you guys an opportunity to be wrong if you guys want to be wrong. Totally cool with that. But um had had to walk back that shit with Tyler. That that uh yeah, yeah. I it's um the best rap album that I've heard thus far of 2021. Uh last week in the spirit of keeping before I dive into it, in the spirit of keeping things um, true to what I said I was going to do, right? One of the things that I struggle with is I, I, and it's hard to believe because I do a podcast that's a solo podcast. 
But one of the things that's very hard for me to do is it's very hard for me to talk about myself, right? It's very hard for me to talk about the things that go on in my life, good, bad, or otherwise, things that I'm dealing with, good, bad, or otherwise, so on and so forth. Last week, uh, we did not drop a podcast. Um, I had a death in my family. Uh, not, well, anytime you lose a loved one, it's sad, right? I don't think that in this particular instance, uh, after the initial wave of, uh, sadness, loss, grief, once you're able to hash everything out and look at everything in perspective, it's not sad ultimately. Um, but my uncle Jimmy, uh, passed away last week. And the circumstances behind it, yeah, you wish things would have worked out better. A couple things that I'm happy about, maybe happy is a a poor choice of words. I'm glad that Uncle Jimmy had the opportunity to die on his feet like a man. He wasn't laid up in no hospital bed or sick or nothing like that, right? So I also think that the the fact that... um, in August, as a family, we were able to spend time with my Uncle Jimmy. Uh, he was in his 80s, in his late 80s. Um, very, very fortunate that, you know, the men in my family uh, tend to lead really long, exquisite lives. Um, but, you know, my Uncle Jimmy had a bad heart. And homie just ran out of time. And um, it fucked with me at first. But like I said, when, when I was able to look at things in perspective, it was like, yo, like, what is you really, you know what I'm saying? We we should be so lucky. We should be so lucky to be able to um, not only have an incredible account of family history. Um, and I urge all of you to talk to the patriarch in your family, the matriarch in your family. Uh, get these stories. Get this history. I learned things in August from Uncle Jimmy that I didn't even know about my family. Um, one of my aunts, one of my great aunts, was the uh, first black judge of New York City. Um, pardon me, of New York State, rather. Uh, I didn't know that. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of other history in there. I'm not going to go into it now because as I said before, I'm not good at talking about myself, but you know, we lose these stories. Like Michael Irvin said years ago, when he was talking about some of the things going on in the NFL, he said, uh, you know, we losing recipes and that shit went over a lot of people's head, but we out here losing recipes. Um, so RIP to my uncle Jimmy and, um, yeah, man, let's just hop right into the shits, right? Um, what's what's uh, what's big and and fun that we can talk about first? I got a couple of things written down. Um, yeah, fuck it, we'll 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 do it. So, looks like Jay Z got us a G Funk Super Bowl, y'all. Boy, I I I mean, I'm surprised. It's fitting, right? So there's a uh, new stadium in Los Angeles, um, in Inglewood, California, that the Los Angeles Rams play at, and uh, they're going to host a Super Bowl this year. Well, you know, they're going to host this year's Super Bowl in February. Um... And when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta, I felt like the NFL dropped the ball with not having a Dungeon Family Super Bowl. This was right around the time where, you know, it was, it was you know, players kneeling, players not to kneel. I don't even think I was watching the NFL at this time because of that. Uh, full disclosure, I do watch NFL games now. Um, and... They dropped the ball. Dropped the ball on a, on a Dungeon Family Super Bowl. And let me tell you, four white dudes from my era, from my generation, 
Like, you might be a white dude that don't fuck with hip-hop music, but you fuck with G-Funk. Right? I don't know what it is about G-Funk. I mean, I know why I like it. That shit is dope. That shit is funky. That shit is, I mean, it's, the, the sound quality is, is amazing once you're able to get past some of the misogyny. Um, so, it was announced. Uh, we got Dr. Dre. We got Snoop. We got Kendrick. We got Eminem. We got Mary J. Blige. They're, they're going to be the halftime entertainment uh, for the Super Bowl. That's great for LA. I mean, that's great for us, but I like that's great for LA. And last week, well, not last week, but last last pod, I was talking about how um, hip hop in itself is anti-establishment, and when you look at the career arc of someone like a Snoop Dogg. Because Snoop Dogg has had the best career in hip hop history, like there, like you know, you might consider other rappers to be more successful or whatever the case, right? Like, I mean, I'm not gonna split hairs and and debate on whether Snoop's success is uh, outweighs uh, like Jay Z's success. I think it's tough to compare, considering that Jay Z was an executive for most of his rap career, if not all of his rap career. Uh, whereas I don't think Snoop Dogg was ever an executive uh, musically. Um, but I don't think that there's a more successful rapper. I don't think there's a bigger rapper. I don't think there's a more famous rapper than Snoop Dogg. And Snoop is everywhere. Everybody, I mean, yes, everybody knows who Jay-Z is. Everybody knows who Diddy is, Pop Daddy. You know, but Snoop is different. Um... Snoop gets away with shit that no, nobody else would be able to like get away with. You know what I'm saying? There's like rumors that Snoop smoked weed in the White House. I mean, who's fucking with that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, for all of the things that we known Snoop to do publicly, um, outside of the trouble he got into early in his career, Snoop has largely been able to avoid any static, any drama. Um, Snoop's great. He's an American treasure. He's a national treasure. No bullshit. I am old enough to remember when white people were terrified of Snoop Dogg. I'm, I'm old enough to remember that. The Eminem piece, I, 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 I am old enough to remember when the Eminem piece was uh, controversial because he was just he was just a white guy, and some of his subject matter was a little bit um, weird for lack of a better word. It was not what traditional rappers rapped about. Um, then again, Eminem's life wasn't what your traditional rap star had had lived, right? But um, the success in terms of record sales, in terms of album sales that Eminem has had is, I mean, it's you know tremendous. Even now, I'm not interested in the shit that he has to say currently. I don't give, really care about his music currently. Um, weird that we start this podcast off with Royce to Five Nine, considering it's because of Eminem that I even know who Royce to Five Nine is. Um, but one thing about M that I would have liked to see happen differently, I would have liked to see M grow as an artist. I don't feel like Eminem grew as an artist per se. Uh, yeah, he got bars, yeah, he got lyrics, but do we want to listen to that shit? Um, you know, Kendrick. Kendrick is Kendrick, right? I think that in terms of uh, uh, the, the, the skill, the artistry of putting words to music, uh, you know, Kendrick is up there with, I mean, the elite of the elite of the elite when it comes to that, right? Um, you know, putting words to music on an elite level, I mean, like, we're talking black thought type shit, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're talking, I mean, elite, right? Um, I've seen Kendrick perform, granted this was years ago, I'm not sure, I mean, listen, mm, the Super Bowl is a lot different than Essence Festival, right? Um, Mary is, Mary is Mary, I mean, Mary is, Mary is Mary, right? I, I, I think Mary is, uh, 
so when I think about the people who were famous when I was young, right? People who, you know, we looked up to musically when I was young. I I I I had seen a tweet, like my man 40 had retweeted something. 40, what up? Um shout out to the uh uh shout out to the two live podcasts. Um where like these young kids they were saying that Summer Walker is this generation's Mary J. Blige. And a couple of people took offense to that, considering what Mary J. Blige is to us. And I'm saying, well, maybe to them, they might feel that way about Summer Walker um, because, you know, when Mary was 21, we didn't know that Mary was going to have, that Mary was going to be the icon. That You know what I'm saying? We knew that Mary was the shit and we liked Mary, but we didn't know that everybody was going to like Mary. You feel what I'm saying? Um... And Mary's just, I mean, she's she's great. I mean, there's no, there's, great doesn't even do it justice. Mary is like the Aretha Franklin of our time. The Patti LaBelle's of, of, of our time. And maybe, you know, our, our mom or our, our, you know, grandmoms might take offense to that considering. Um, but Mary's outstanding, right? Uh not just in terms of what she's able to do musically, but how she transitioned, right? Because we talked about the things that Snoop has been able to do in his career as well. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. I, I, I think it's a great marketing campaign. I think it's an excellent uh, look for these artists. I think it's great for LA hip hop. Um, it's just going to be corporate. And, you know, corporate ain't really, eh. I mean, it's nice. It's nice, right? I, you know what I'm saying? I hope, they, hope they're able to bring out some dog pound, maybe even pull off a Nate Dog hologram. I'd like to see that. I'd love to see a Nate Dog hologram, RIP Nate Dog. Maybe even a Tupac hologram. They bring, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 I'm thinking of things that'll be dope, things that we'll be able to talk about, but I'm not sure the NFL would be able to, like, get that off. You know what I'm saying? Performing like California Love and shit, right? You got the Tupac hologram out on bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. Soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing hooch. Like, I'm not sure we are able to feed it for money and alcohol, right? Some of the gang shit also, I don't think that they're going to be able to get that off. I keep a blue flag hanging on my left side, but only on the, you know, that's the crip side. I don't think that they're going to be able to, I don't think the NFL is going to be able to, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. I, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, right? We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for the performance. I'm excited for these artists. I'm, I'm excited for hip hop. Uh, I just hope that, um, yeah, I'll keep that comment to myself. Um, so keep it in line with sports, right? A couple things that I want to talk about in sports. Ladies, I'm sorry. Uh, a lot of things that are news going on about, about uh, vaccine mandates with the NBA. Players being vaccinated, unvaccinated, or like whatever the case. And be real careful with the media. Okay? Saw something about like, I think it was United Airlines or American Airlines. Or one of the airlines, they said, oh, they're laying off um, 400 employees that ain't vaccinated or whatever the case. That's a disingenuous headline. The headline should read, hey... 96% of American Airlines employees are fully vaccinated, right? 96% of uh, United Airlines, whatever airlines it was that said that they're laying off X amount of people, um, ignoring the fact that, you know, more than 95% of their labor force is vaccinated. That's, 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 that's the story. That's the story for me. So with this NBA shit, right, something like 90% of the players are fully vaccinated as it stands now. And uh, as long as you have your first shot eight days before the season starts, we should be cool. And a couple of these conversations are making me go against beliefs that I've had for most of my life. Okay. Andrew Wiggins is not a good enough player. 
for us to give a shit whether or not he's vaccinated. Let me say that again. Andrew Wiggins is not a good enough player for us to for us to give a shit about anything that Andrew Wiggins does. Andrew Wiggins is a fucking bust. All right. For for the hype that Andrew Wiggins had coming out of college, Andrew Wiggins is a fucking bust. I believe he was a number one pick. And if the Cavs didn't draft uh, fucking Anthony Bennett, I mean Andrew Wiggins. Come on, let's 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 be for real. Andrew Wiggins is 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 thoroughly overpaid. And it's hard for me to say that about a lot of athletes because I consider most of the people who get paid like Wiggins to be underpaid. I consider Steph Curry un, as an underpaid athlete, right? Dame Lillard is underpaid. LeBron James is underpaid for, for the amount of money that these people generate to their economy, to their local economy. They're thoroughly underpaid at work. That ain't Andrew Wiggins. That's not... Andrew Wiggins is the fucking Gamora fish that trails behind the great white. Like, like that, like Andrew Wiggins is... He for his talent, he's a bum. He's not he you know, he's not a bum for the earth. But for his talent, he's a bum. He's a bum for his talent. Right? Let's let's just let's let's just be real. I could give a fuck about what Andrew Wiggins does. Okay. And because of Dirk, because of what Dirk did in 2011 to the Miami Heat, we stopped calling foreign players soft. I'm old enough to remember when we used to, that was that was the knock on foreign players that they were soft, right? Which which was you know kind of backwards considering most of these niggas came from war torn countries and shit. Some that many of them don't even exist, right? Like Vladi Divac or whatever's from Yugoslavia, shit. That shit don't that shit don't even exist no more, my nigga. Um, but these black foreign players are soft as fuck. Honestly, a lot of these black foreign athletes, no shade, are soft compared to what we consider tough. Right? Like I support her. In all the things that she wants to do for her health, for her career. But that Naomi Osaka shit is some soft shit. I ain't gonna hold you. Serena can't get away with that. You feel what I'm saying? Andrew Wiggins' Canadian ass is soft as fuck. He's, he, he's made over $100 million. He's soft as shit. Ben Simmons. Hey, Ben, my nigga, you soft, Ben. You soft, dude. Period. You soft. You can't, you can't come on. What the fuck are you talking about, you Australian nigga? Niggas are soft, man. You, yo, bro, you, 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 you don't want to meet with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, why they? Because they said, yo, you didn't. Everybody talks about privacy, right? Privacy is not the same as not wanting to answer questions. That's not privacy. Privacy is you not having my address. But when I'm at work, part of my job is to answer questions. Now, Ben Simmons, I give Ben Simmons credit because, you know, during the NBA playoffs, after the Sixers were eliminated, Ben Simmons stood up and, and you know, he, he talked to the media. Um, I don't think that we should allow or we should... Uh, have systems in place that pay people for not complying with the law. It is, um, I'm not sure if it's a San Francisco law or a California law. I'm not sure if it's a New York City law or a New York State law that you need to be fully vaccinated to be at indoor sporting events. Okay. Um, I went to the U.S. Open. They, they they had to show our vaccination cards to get into the U.S. Open. And that's not an indoor sporting event. They can open the roof for most of those um, courts. Um, so, you know, if you if you don't get vaccinated and, and uh, uh, you know, you can play road games, um, meaning 
you know, Wiggins working in San Francisco, he can play the Brooklyn Nets, he can play the New York Knicks because he's not a resident of the state of New York. That's a loophole type of shit. I'm not going to get it into that. Um, and, and I'm not including Kyrie Irving in this vaccination discussion, even though Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving. Um, because I, I mean, I'm confident Kyrie Irving is going to get vaccinated. I think that Kyrie Irving is just doing the things that Kyrie Irving does to kind of buck the system. But, you know, Kyrie Irving is the, uh, is, is, is the vice president for the players association. I, Kyrie Irving's going to get vaccinated, right? Just like, you know, when Chris Paul was the vice president of the players association, um, he had to take that contract extension for like the 44 mil or whatever from he had to take that just because you know that sets a precedent you know, you know what i'm saying we fought for this money i gotta take this money even if i feel like i have a better chance of winning a championship if i don't sign this extension and sign with the lakers like everybody else did so we, we're not gonna talk about Kyrie Irving yet um but ben simmons get the fuck out of here now i'm here for player empowerment <clears throat> But a lot of these niggas be stupid. All right. So th- I first heard this reported by Metal Arc Media that um, the Boston, Boston Celtics, that the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers um, would love to make a deal for Kyrie Irving and Benson. And the only person that's in the way of that deal, not, well, I don't know about the only person, but one of the most important people, one of the biggest obstacles from the progress of this deal is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant fucks with Kyrie, wants to play with his boy and all that shit. And that's cool. Let me tell you, Brooklyn Nets would be a way better team with, without Ben, with, without Kyrie Irving, uh, uh, with Ben Simmons. And I, quite frankly, the 76ers might be a better team without Ben Simmons, but with Kyrie Irving. Here's why. In Brooklyn, we don't need Ben Simmons to shoot. Ben, keep being the bitch on offense that you've been being. Right? We don't need you to shoot in Brooklyn. We need you to rebound and play defense. One thing that the Sixers have trouble with is they don't have too many guys that can get their own shot. One thing about Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving can get a bucket for Kyrie Irving. Right? So player empowerment is getting in the way from team progress, and I don't cheer for either of those clubs, so I could give a shit. Right? But there's something that's coming out where... um, they're gonna have the 75 best players in NBA history, right? Or, or, and I'm not sure if they're gonna keep the 50 and they're just gonna add another 25, or if they're just gonna do the list over again. And when you look at best in terms of historical greatness, certain factors you have to take into account, right? So I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. In most of my opinions in regarding music and sports, right? So, like, you know, when I talk about music, um, one of my takes that's controversial for a whole lot of people is I completely understand if Biggie's not in your top five. Completely understand. Not because Biggie wasn't excellent, right? Biggie's run was, uh, I mean, one of the greatest, Right. Like 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 the four years of big from 93 to 97. I mean, you know, a lot was crammed in, into those f- four years. Um, but is that is is that four years greater than. The 20 years of Ghostface that we've had almost 30 years of Ghostface. Right. From from a hip hop perspective, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, I, now, that's not my debate right now. I'm talking about Kyrie. Talking about Kyrie, I see a lot of y'all talking about, oh yeah, Kyrie definitely going to be in the top 75. And why? Fucking why? Why would Kyrie Irving be in the top of all time? Why? Kyrie Irving is an, for his talent level, for his skill level, he underperforms. Kyrie Irving never played more than 75 games in his career for a season, right? Like, are we sure that Kyrie Irving is a better player than Kyle Lowry? 
Like, are we sure? Right? Not saying offensively, yeah, he might be a better scorer. He might be a better, you know what I'm saying? But like, yo, I want a nigga that's going to come to work every day, bro. In fact, let me hop on basketball reference. Let me hop on basketball reference to check this out, man. Put in Kyle Lowry, put in Kyrie Irving. We're going to see what it looks like per 100 possessions, right? And this is from uh, basketball reference. All right, so starting out, right, just just off top, shooting numbers, pretty comparable, right? No, Kyrie Irving's a lot, a way better shooter than Kyle Lowry, all right? But let's see. Um, eh, Kyrie Irving's better than Kyle Lowry. Kyrie Irving's better than Kyle Lowry. Word. Um, I'm trying to think of players all time, point guards all time, right? So Magic Johnson's better than Kyrie Irving. Jason Kidd's better than Kyrie Irving. Chris Paul's better than Kyrie Irving. Steph Curry's better than Kyrie Irving. Isaiah Thomas is better than Kyrie Irving. Uh, Oscar Robertson is better than Kyrie Irving. What's that? Six point guards that I just named out of 75, right? We got six point guards. Um, Russell Westbrook's better than Kyrie Irving. Uh, Dame Lillard's better than Kyrie Irving. Um, I feel like I'm missing hella people. I'm just, that's nine point guards that I named. You see them having 10 point guards on on this list, right? I mean, eh. you think they're going to take someone like Kevin McHale off this list for Kyrie Irving? Then you're going to take someone like Rick Barry off this list for Kyrie Irving? I don't see that happening. To be real, I'm, I'm, I, I don't see that. I don't I think he's overrated. I think that goes without saying. Um, I appreciate his contribution to the lexicon of sports, right? I think that Kyrie makes it a lot more interesting with these debates. Where we could talk about how eccentric he is and and how off putting some of his views m- might be. I think we need that, right? Fuck all that cookie cutter shit. I don't like bland athletes. Kyrie Irving is definitely not a bland athlete. We may not agree with the shit that he says, but hey, I'm glad that he's saying it, right? Um, and for all intents and purposes, Kyrie Irving don't, don't come off as soft. He just gets hurt a lot. Ben Simmons is soft and Wiggins is soft, right? And, um, as a society, right, we're soft as well. Soft as fuck. Okay. New York City, they've been, they've been, they've been saying this for a while now. Hey man, September 30th is the deadline. Y'all niggas get y'all shit right. Y'all niggas get y'all shit the fuck out. And nobody listened. So if you're not vaccinated, for those that don't know, if you're not vaccinated and you cannot work inside of a New York City hospital, unvaccinated, as of uh, September 30th. And fuck if you agree or not. A lot of people don't, I mean, it's like the old debate about free speech, right? Where some jackass says some bullshit and, you know, people find out that this jackass said the dumb thing that this jackass says and this jackass loses his job because he said some dumb shit. And they're like, oh, my God, whatever happened to freedom of speech? Yo, bro, you're not obligated to work here. Free speech just means we can't lock you up. Because you called Clarence Thomas's wife a hideous woman. That's what free speech means. Free speech doesn't mean that. You can say whatever you want to say without no consequence, bro. You might lose your job. So like, you know, I'm saying there's people saying, oh, man, you know, you're making people get this vaccine. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that you can't work here without it. And let me tell you. Lots of friends that I know work for the federal government and the federal government's out there with their vaccine man- mandate for the federal government. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're making us do this. What the fuck are you talking It's the federal fucking government. Like, what, what the fuck? If you, if you really don't want to get vaccinated, stand on your laurels and don't get vaccinated. Again, I, I am vaccinated. I did not want to be vaccinated. I said, hey, 
I don't want this vaccine. I don't think I need this vaccine. But I want to get on planes. And I'm probably going to make it really difficult for me to move the way I want to move without getting this jab. Fuck it. Let me get this jab. You know what I'm saying? Everybody says that they got to do their own research. Nobody does research. Half y'all niggas can't read. Half y'all niggas don't read. Reading comprehension is at an all-time low in this country. Common sense is at an all-time low in this country. Or maybe I'm just old enough to realize how many dumbasses there are. A lot of y'all niggas is dumb. Um, let's talk about something fun. Uh, that was kind of depressing for a little bit, right? I mean, I mean, not y'all. Not the niggas that listen to my shit. Y'all not dumb, but your friends are. Um... I haven't had a chance to see it yet, uh, but Sons of Newark, the Sopranos prequel, um, is out. I look forward to watching that. I'm probably going to watch that as soon as I wrap up with this here. Um, Boy, I'm glad that James Gandolfini's son is able to play a young Tony. Um, I thought that The Sopranos was an excellent show. Um, I thought David Chase did a really good job in creating The Sopranos. I think that um, Edie Falco's performance as Carmela Soprano um, was exceptional. I heard rumors that like a lot of the Carmela Soprano scenes were like one take. It's hard for me to believe that. She bodied that. She bodied that. Um, but this Sons of Newark prequel um, has some of my uh, favorite actors. Um well, not some of. Uh, Vera Famiglia. Um, she, I believe she's playing Tony's mother. Um, and Tony's mother was a very pivotal character for the first two seasons of the Soprano series. Um, but I really like Vera you know, Famiglia as an actress. I think she's really good at her job. Um yeah, and that's really all I have to say about it at this point in time. I haven't watched any of it. I heard it was really good, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. For those of you who are looking for something to watch, um, that Raisin Canaan show, shout out to 50 Cent. Shout out to 50. That Raisin Canning show was a really, really, really good first season. The mom of that show, she killed that shit. Um... The characters were great. I fuck with Lulu. I think that the the actor, the guy that's playing Kanan, is doing a really good job of trying to embody what a young Kanan Stark was. Even trying to talk like how, you know, talk like how 50 talked because of, you know, the gunshot wound that, that like 50 had the actual person. Um had that drawl talking out the side of his mouth and all that. I seeing this young dude try to portray that, I I I appreciate that in his acting skill set. Um man, I just had a point, it just slipped my mind. Um uh, I appreciate the actors that try to emulate uh former versions of their character, right? So like the Dumb and Dumber movie, Lloyd Christmas, the Jim Carrey's character, they had they had a Dumb and Dumber or the yeah, Dumb and Dumber or 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 whatever, like the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. It sucked. It was not a good movie. Um, however, the guy that was playing a young Lloyd Christmas was spot on in that role. He did so well. I don't remember his name, but he did so well. I appreciate shit like that in my actors and my actresses. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Raising Canaan was an excellent show, the like first season, um, and then I watched the first, you know, uh, uh, the first episode of the BMF show, and much like James Gandolfini's son being young Tony, um, they got Lil Meech's son playing, they got Lil Meech, they got Big Meech's son playing Big Meech, they got Lil Meech playing Big Meech. I think that's dope. There was one of the writers or one of the the people that worked on the Raising Cannon show, and he or she, I don't remember who, 
I don't remember the person's name, but they brought up a, 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 a point about how um, they weren't reviewed. They were ignored by a lot of the Hollywood publications, the varieties and the different things like that. And the only people that kind of even talked to them about their show was the local like New York papers, the Post and the Daily News and shit like that. And uh, uh, there was a, you know, for for the Emmys or whatever, one of those award shows where no black people won. Um, and, you know, every, every time this happens, when there ain't no black people that win, we talk about, oh, why do we need their validation? Why do we need it? Lots of times that, that validation is tied to these guys' money. Being um, an Emmy-nominated actor or uh, an Academy Award-winning, you know, like actress, that makes the price of the brick go up. Um, so it would be nice to get that acknowledgement, right? Um, but 50 don't give a fuck. Shout out, yo, shout out to 50. Again, we talking about, we, we, we started this, this podcast talking about the, the, the career arc of these artists, these musicians, right? Like when 50 came out and, you know, front on me, I cut your gun, butt your bucky, you get money, I can't get none with it and fuck it. Like when 50 came out rapping like that, I, we would have never imagined 15 years later, he'd be, I mean, you know, he, he's had his show. He's had a show on television consistently for what, the past five years? When did, when, when was Power, the first, ep- the, the first season of Power? What, what was that, five years ago? I mean, shout out to 50, yo. How, how could you hate? I mean, yo, it's, it's excellent, man it's 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 incredible you know what i'm saying the only time that 50 makes music now is when he makes a theme song for one of his shows and shit you know what i'm saying like and like that power theme song was great like they was playing that shit in parties and shit this is a big rich town i just come from the poorest part like that shit was excellent man um what other shows is out that I that that uh, I watched? Um, okay, all right. So we talked about some shows that that were good. Some shows that you know what I'm saying like that Raisin Cannon show they 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 killed that first season. I ain't even gonna front. They killed that shit. The BMF show I really liked the first episode. I'm I'm in. Um, I watched the show White Lotus, and it was it was uh, more of like a mini series than I guess a show, right? And um. We're seeing a lot of these. We're like, it's, it's these star-studded miniseries, right? The show Nine Perfect Strangers is like that also. Um, and what it seems like is, it seems like these shows are written for a certain amount of episodes. And then they run out of budget. And they got to make... 10 episodes, 8. They got to make 12 episodes, 10. Because the way they end, they end terribly. They suck. The endings suck. Like that, that fucking clickbait show. Oh my God, that clickbait show was so good until it wasn't. That clickbait show was so good until it wasn't. It was an original concept. It, 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 was, it, it, was, it was great. It made you try to view things from a different perspective. And you know what? Let me, let me retract that. I don't think it was all that original there was a movie called vantage point that came out years ago and vantage point basically gave you the same event that 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 was able to be seen from maybe four or five different perspectives um that's something that has been done before clickbait is a little bit different considering that um it's a show and not a movie and the first well i'll say episode two to episode seven was dope. Episode one was eh, was a little nah. But episode two to episode seven was excellent. Episode eight was fucking trash. That shit sucked. I ain't gonna tell you what happened. Maybe you didn't watch it. Maybe that shit sucked. And it really, really sucks for Netflix. Um, that we're able to just watch a year and a half's work worth of work put into a television show in a weekend 
right? I'm not sure if Hulu is still doing this for the Wu-Tang show or not, um, but like for the first season, they would give it to us like a regular smegular series where every week it's a new episode. Don't try to jump ahead, nigga. You ain't, it ain't going to work. Um, I'm three episodes into the, to this season of the Wu-Tang show and they're, they're trying to, you know, give us the infantile rap superhero character development part, right? We got shotgun sitting in the, you know, sitting in the project building, smoking, writing, writing rhymes and shit. Homie walked past like, damn, bro, you really are the method man. You know what I'm saying? We got Rebel INS uh, tacking up the walls and all that. You know what I'm saying? What up, Inspector, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? We got Shaheem. Shaheem changed his name to Raekwon Shalaw. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Bobby's going from Bobby to Ruler Zigzags. You know what I'm saying? All of that. One thing that uh, I think we all can agree on. Why the why the why the why 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 the voice change for the RZA's character? Like uh, the RZA has a unique cadence, has a unique sound in his voice that I think is very difficult to emulate, difficult to copy. You can't do it. Just fucking can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you, you, you can't sound like the RZA. That's part of the that's part of the uniqueness of the RZA. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to be like the RZA vocally. Learn his mannerisms. Don't try to change your voice to be like the RZA vocally. And hire some black stylists for that show. Who is doing this nigga hair? This, this, this nigga has the worst stylist. That cornrow wig he be wearing. That shit is trash. This, it's a good show. I appreciate us being able to, to learn about their story. As told from people who were actually there. But get the fuck out of here with some of this dumb shit. Like, nigga, them braids look like shit. That's all I, that, that's all I gotta say about that. Um, let's transition to something else, man. I was, I was, I was getting upset. Uh, so falls here. And tr- traditionally, this is homecoming season. Not sure how homecoming is going to look considering, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got no, some schools is like, yo, y'all niggas can't come on campus. Whatever the case. Not my university though. We we about that action over at Morgan State. We going to be in the streets, my nigga, heavy. Um, but homecoming's special for me. Uh, not just because it gives me a chance to reconnect with people that I went to college with, um, but uh, I believe if my memory serves me right, and one thing that's good about technology is we're able to have these pictures, but um, this podcast is four years old, ladies and gentlemen. I started this podcast uh, maybe two, three weeks before my university's homecoming um, in 2017. And four years went by fast. Um, I had thoughts, I had ideas of starting a podcast before I, I you know, we actually did. Um, I was hesitant simply because I just didn't, I, I just wasn't confident that people would want to listen to me, to be honest. Um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about. Um, I wasn't sure of, of a lot of different things and, uh, I was wrong. I should have, I should have started this shit. I should have did this shit years ago to be, I, I don't think it's my first time saying that, especially on here. 
Um, not my first time saying it. I should have started this podcast. I don't know if I would have called it The Hood Loves Me necessarily, but I should have started this podcast years ago. Um, but we're here, man. And I absolutely appreciate the people that do listen to the podcast, um, people that fuck with us, people that fuck with me heavy. You know what I'm saying? People that, you know what I'm saying, like reach out to me and they say, yo, bro, like good episode this week. I would have changed this or whatever. People that give me their tips, people that give me their advice, people that support my, my shit, people that push my shit out to other people. Um, thank y'all. I truly mean that. Um, last but not least. Well, you know what? This might be the last topic. This may not be the last topic. But we... Um, we haven't talked about anything politically in a really long time. And every every time there's not a Republican president, they play chicken about not paying bills and shit, government shutdown type shit. And that's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? That's that, especially considering the times that we in. Yo, there's a lot of people who ain't rebounded yet from COVID. Playing with people's money like that, that's not cool. The vaccine shit's a little bit different than playing with actual with people's money because whether you're vaccinated or not, nigga, we'll shut the government down. Yeah, niggas don't get paid. Um, but, you know, we're in a time where there's like revenue deficiencies, there's fucking supply chain holes, there's all types of shit that's just not going the way it's supposed to be going. Playing people money ain't cool. So I'm saying broken promises are not cool. And hashtag we tried to tell y'all the Biden administration is full of broken promises. All right. So not only do we have the instance where, you know, we we say, hey, you know what I'm saying, um, we're gonna be a little bit more lenient in terms of people seeking political asylum. We're going to be a little bit more lenient in terms of uh, the immigration policy, right? As long as people do it legally, so on and so forth. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying? They whipping Haitians ass and shit and, and fucking and, and on, on the border of Mexico. Like whipping they ass on some like on some white dude, overseer, white dude on a horse, whipping they ass. Cussing at them in English and shit is fucking great. Um, when, when like... Uh, <laughs> I said this last podcast that we did, like, a lot of fucked up shit's been happening in Haiti. Lots of the fucked up shit that's been happening in Haiti um, is kind of the United States' fault. With, with the exception of the earthquake, I, I, I can't say we can blame the earthquake on the United States, but pretty much all of that other shit that has happened to Haiti in its entirety, in the history of its entirety as an independent nation, is largely due to the United States. Right? Um, Joe Biden made a promise because I was talking about homecoming, right? I went to a, a historically black college. Shout out to Morgan State University. Go Bears. Um, it's part of a promise made to black people thanking us for voting for Joe Biden. The funding going towards black colleges and universities were supposed to be at, uh, I, I believe the promise was $55 billion dollars. Funding. You know what that $55 billion actually is in real life? Two. Two billion. <sighs> two billion, man. Like, uh, two billion from 55, man. What we got. We got an anti-Asian hate bill, right? Can't say, and and so magically, Asians don't get fucked up in the street no more. I don't know what happened. Boy, that shit worked. That shit was, that shit was on time. Cops still out here killing niggas, beating niggas ass. Cops out here selling fentanyl now, y'all, right? And like... And if, if, like you haven't heard, there, there are two Columbus police officers, Columbus, Ohio police officers that uh, like got arrested for distributing eight kilograms of fentanyl. Let me say that again. Eight kilograms of fentanyl. Okay. 
Um, and like when you look at the celebrities that you know what I'm saying have 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 died because of drugs, right? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying like get your fucking Michael K. Williams, Guy Rush is dead, right? Your Philip Seymour Hoffman's, Mac Miller, all of these guys, all of these people that have died, um, as well as just regular people with money that have overdosed or or have died using drugs. I don't want to say overdose because they're. I don't think that they knew that they were using fentanyl. How? Are we just charging niggas with CDS violations? When you, you know what I'm saying? If a sprinkle, if a dusting of fentanyl is all that it needs to incur a potentially fatal reaction, what's eight keys gonna do? And like, again, hashtag we tried to tell y'all. It's the cops and the government selling drugs. If I sell a little bit of heroin from a heroin dealer, from an opioid dealer, the last thing I want to do is kill a client that's going to pay me 10 grand a month and Philip Seymour Hoffman or Mac Miller or Michael K. Williams. The last thing I want to do is lose that client. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, they might do or they might run whatever investigation or do whatever that they could do to find a nigga that sold the drugs. Cool, no doubt. But that's like trying to arrest a nigga that sold you your Big Mac because you got food poisoning. You know what I'm saying? That ain't the nigga that knows where the meat came from, bro. He's just the one that sold you the Big Mac. Like, what is we, 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 we have no interest as a country. We have no interest of real life information. We have no interest in real life sourcing. We have no interest in that. We don't want to see what that looks like. We may not like it. And unfortunately, broken promises is something that is all too common in our political landscape, Um, except now, right, we have the Internet and things are forever and people's memories are a lot better than they used to be because some shit might get like retweeted or somebody might throw something on TikTok and it's like, oh, wow, I forgot all about that. Forgot all about that Larry Nasser shit until they had those women on Capitol Hill reliving the worst experiences of their lives potentially and for what for no justice i forgot all about that there's 12 states currently with some kind of bullshit abortion law in the mix some bullshit heartbeat abortion. i forgot all i forgot all about that just because my state doesn't have it yeah like what like what what is you talking what is you talking about trust women <laughs> believe women what are you talking about in real life i still fucking believe women you fucking kidding me believe women like what are you what are we really doing like what are we what are we really doing here right this r kelly shit man hey listen r kelly's been a piece of shit i've i've learned r kelly was a piece of shit decades ago People excited about R. Kelly getting arrested. Like, yeah, I mean, no doubt. The nigga, he's been out of our lives, right? Him getting arrested ain't really gonna, all right, cool. But he gets arrested for racketeering? Like, hmm? Uh, that, that was kind of weird. I mean, I, and it's motherfuckers defending R. Kelly. I don't really know why y'all doing that. That's kind of stupid. Um, but racketeering? I was like, that struck me as weird. I mean, maybe it's on some shit like how, uh, maybe it's a tax evasion to Al Capone, right? Never mind that Al Capone had murdered a bunch of niggas, robbed a bunch of niggas, and sold a bunch of drugs and shit, did all types of vile, violent shit to a lot of people, allegedly. Um, tax evasion is the only thing that you could have got to stick. Uh, I'm not really sure about racketeering. Um, I was always under the belief that there had to be some type of, uh, some type of income gained with racketeering, right? Where like you're making money off of illegal business that's organized. A racket. 
know what I'm saying? Um, it ugh. again, I'm not defending R. R Kelly, but like, mm, all right, racketeering, uh. just like you know what I'm saying, like Michael Vick, like Michael Vick didn't go to prison for fighting dogs. That ain't why Michael Vick went to prison. Michael Vick went to prison for illegal interstate commerce. Right. That was the that was the law that was broken that incurred prison time, not fighting the dogs, but because there was income made. From fighting these dogs and people traveled across state lines to earn that income. Illegally, they didn't travel illegally through state lines, but they traveled from other states for the means of producing illegal income. But whenever Mike Vick has to answer for something, it's dogfighting. And at a time when there's women, children being kidnapped and trafficked and all of that to not charge R. Kelly or, or for him not to be convicted of sex crimes like you know however or whatever he's sentenced to you know what I'm saying however long his prison time is for when he gets out does he have to register as a sex offender for racketeering because I want him to register as a sex offender. If it's proven without a reasonable doubt that he was having sex with underage people. You know what I'm saying? I don't want no racketeering bullshit that he might... You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's, it's a little funky and, and, and people just want symbolic wins. I don't want, this, I don't want the symbolic win. I want the actual win the actual win right like rocky one the first rocky movie that movie ended spoiler alert rocky balboa lost now him screaming and Adrian! with his face all fucked up oh that's a, that's a symbolic win yeah no no doubt but he, he got his ass whooped and he lost in real life <clears throat> I, I mean R. Kelly should lose in real life. Period. There's no if there's no there's no punchline. Like he should lose, bro. If that's if, if nigga, if this is the shit that you did and you filmed it for us to like, I seen it. I seen it back in the Casa days, my nigga, the LimeWire days. We seen it. Racketeering. I don't know. I mean, I I I don't know if that's justice. I don't know if his victims feel like they they receive justice for that. Um, there's a lot of broken promises. Just don't let you be the motherfucker that be breaking your promises and shit because they're going to do it for us. And shit fucked up out here. <laughs> shit fucked up out here and they playing with niggas shit and it's going to be it's gonna be a cold Christmas, and I ain't—I'm not talking about temperature, but uh, you know, good luck getting the gifts that you're looking to get. If you want any kind of electronics, good luck getting that shit from China, from Taiwan. The the the, the supply chain is fucked up. People don't want to work because companies don't want to pay, and it's it's broken fucking broken but we not broke ladies and gentlemen our spirits are hella high and um individually i'm extremely fortunate got a couple things left on my list uh yeah but you know we'll fucking stick a pin in it ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the hood loves me podcast if this is your first time listening, do me a favor. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Um, we on hella platforms. 
If you are not already following uh, the Instagram page for the podcast, please do at the Hood Loves Me Podcast. Um, yeah, man, that's it, bro. That's all I got for y'all, man. I, 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 you know, this, 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 this was a good day. I feel good today, and I'm glad that I could come spread some of my positive, joyous feelings on you guys. That sounded kinky. Um, we'll be back next week. Lord willing. Uh, please take care of yourself. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Um, and take it easy. I get with y'all soon. Yeet it!